as we make ready for the word tonight the Lord's just given me a quick little assignment and I just thank the Lord for what he says to us and he's speaking in the very moment he's a speaking spirit and he's created us to be speaking spirits and as we speak there's power Holy Spirit's ready to work on the word that comes forth out of our mouth that aligns with the word of God the earth was void the earth was darkness the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the earth but when God said let there be light the Spirit took the word and brought it to manifest on earth and that's why there's life and there's power and there's blessing in our tongue there's some things that need to take place that you need to still speak it you need to speak it in alignment with God's word and one thing we here at Christian Embassy we're very careful about bringing speaking spirits here to speak to us and our to speak to our spirits who are not aligning with the Word of God and that's why the Lord's blessed us with a relationship with Cal and Michelle that we can trust that these two that they studied the Word they hear the Spirit of the Lord and they don't have an agenda to speak anything but that which the Word of God says God sent his word and he healed our diseases so we got to stay in alignment with the word it's not trendy today for churches to be word central, but Christian Embassy, and I know Pastor Danette here with Joy Ministries, guarantee you it's going to say word central. And you can trust that, and that's good. Because then we've got to hear the word, but we not only got to be hearers of the word, we've got to be doers of the word, we've got to speak the word. And the Lord gave me this little assignment to say, strength is coming, and strength is yours. He said, speak to you. He says, speak to them and speak to myself. He says, speak to you. He says, speak strength. This is the word of the Lord. Strength is yours. Strength is coming. Let it grow. Let it grow. Strength, let it grow. Strength in your immune system. Strength in your cellular, every healthy cellular structure of every organ and every system in your body. I speak in alignment with the word of God, in agreement with the word of God. Strength strength that which has been been seemingly being overpowered by that which is negative right now in the name of jesus there's going to be a goliath david battle and because between you and every promotion and victory there's a giant and you got to say i come to you in the name of the lord i'm not coming at you the way the world comes at you but i'm coming to you by the power of the word of god and you need to let take the head take the authority off of that negative which is going on in your body, in your mind, in your relationships, in your finances, in your family. Take the head off of it right now. And, and it may seem gruesome, but pick that head up and hold it up as a trophy that that thing is no longer speaking its curses and, and allowing because strength has come and you've overtaken it. Now, you may not notice this, but there is a subtle message on this stage tonight, a very subtle message and, uh, and, and, and it, it's when strength comes is when Jesus owns you. Yes. Woo, Hallelujah. Amen. And Pastor Dika said rest. When you go to a physician, a Rafa, you've got to rest. You've got you to be put under and, and in their care. You've got to rest in the hand, rest in the vision, rest in the power, rest in the word, rest in the spirit of the Lord. Let Jesus own you. I think Paul says it this way, that if you will declare, confess that Jesus is your Lord, meaning Jesus owns you, and believe in your heart God is raising from the dead, there's resurrection power. 
There's resurrection strength here. You shall be sozo. That means from the head to the toe and throughout the fingertips and everything you touch and everything you walk into and everything you have influence over will have the salvation, fulfillment, purpose of God in every area and the peace of God where nothing is broken and nothing is missing. Strength. Now the joy of the Lord is our strength. So you got you to gotta right now take authority over any spirit that is not the Spirit of God. Because the Holy Spirit brings the fruit of the Spirit, and one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. Now fruit grows, that's why I said strength is growing. From right now to when Brother Cal finishes, I'm praying that your fruit will be manifest. And that you will, that there will be a promotion in your health, in your wealth, in your mind being, in your relationships that you can't take credit for, you can't give a pill credit for it, you can't give a doctor credit for it, all you can say is this was the hand of God. This was the Word of God. This was the Spirit of God. Are you ready to receive the Word? Amen. Let's pray. Father, fill this house. Lord, we pray, fill this house. Fill your house with your spirit. Fill your house with anointing. Our bodies are the temple of you, Holy Ghost. Fill our house. Right now, Lord God, with an anticipation, Lord God, of your word that we will receive it and we will believe it and we'll come in agreement with it and we will confess it and we will walk in it and we will eat the fruit of it. That we will eat the fruit of it. Fill this house with your spirit as we prepare to receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God some praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Again, thank you guys for being here tonight. And most importantly, thank you, Lord, for being here tonight. Amen. And like Pastor Rodica said, how wonderful to have our friends all the way from Spokane, Washington. Let me tell you, we were last with them, and they treated us like royalty. I mean, we were actually out on a riverboat on the, on the lake of Coeur d'Alene there, and oh my, they just, they just blessed us in such a way. It was just amazing. I said, we don't have anything to compare with that, uh, with the beauty of what they had us with the mountains coming into the, I mean, it was just the weather, everything was just absolutely amazing. And, uh, and, and the way their heart is, they're like, no, your people, this right here is more beautiful than all of that. I love these people. They just have been a part of our lives now for 14 years. Believe it or not, every time a crisis arises, it, it calls people to rise up to meet the crisis with a solution. Uh, most inventions came out of that type of scenario. And in 2003, as the health crisis uh, was just dominating our, our, our media, dominating the voices that we were hearing, uh, that healthcare is going up, and sickness and disease is seeming to be more rampant, and cancer seems to be taking over the world, and, and uh, insurance is taking over our finances, and po political parties are fighting. This was way back in 2003. And, uh, and in that battle of a Goliath standing there cursing God, saying the people of God will be sick and the people of God will be broke, and whatever they've worked for their whole life, in the last 10 years of their life, they'll pay everything, they'll give it all back to the devil through sickness and disease and paying out. <clears throat> and 
And the Lord says, raise up a healing task force. And I said, Lord, what is a healing task force? And I began to research, and I found the article on a cow there, and he and Michelle leaving Redding, California, and Bethel Church there, his elders, and going to Spokane, Washington, and redigging the wells and healing. And I said, well, we got this. It sounds like this guy is, is saying exactly what I'm hearing. So we partnered together back in uh, 2003 and opened the healing rooms of Tidewater, Virginia here. Faithfully, 14 years now in the going. Every week, you guys are here praying and ministering. There's folks here to uh, just do amazing, just revelation from God that is coming forth in these healing rooms. And then we have our healing school, and thank God for the years of the healing school. And uh, currently now, for the last several years, uh, Dr. Marquis and his wife, DeAndre, they've been heading up our healing school. I see they're here tonight. Doctor, it's good to see you and Sister DeAndre. God bless you. Wave at us. Wave at us here. These guys are such a blessing. Now, I love this. Now, this is a setup from God. When you've got a cardiologist that leaves his office and leaves his patients, and he's been praying with them there, and he's been reading the word with him there, and his wife gives him such resources to be able to bless them and take home, and then he travels all the way from Norfolk all the way here to meet with the class, and she's getting things set up, and there you folks are coming in for the healing school, and here a spirit-filled cardiologist who says, yes, God can help us, give us the knowledge of how to stitch people together, but the true healing comes from the Lord. Amen. And, and, and I love is their humble hearts and always giving God the glory for that. But thank you uh, for Healing School and keeping that going and all of our intercessors. Any intercessors in here, past, present, or going to be? Wave at me. But look at it. Look at all these hands. Wow. These are these intercessors that's been through the Healing School and, and have been ministering not only here, but taking it back into their churches and taking it back uh, into their homes. Let me tell you what. There was a crisis of health care, and it still is seemingly imminent. But it's time for the church to rise up and say, Jesus, by his stripes, he won our healing. He has provided our healing, and he has sent his word for our healing. And we're not going to take this line down. We're not going to allow sickness and disease to rule us and to ruin us and to take everything from us. This is a war, and we're on the winning side, and we've got enough faith to rise up in the boat in the midst of the storm and speak to this storm and say, wind and waves, be still. We know the authority comes from the Word and by the Spirit, and we are going to be not like the disciples who had little faith, which was not the measure of it like a mustard seed, but that word little meant you had faith that was exhausted very early. It was a sprint type of faith. You still a little sprint and now you're winded. No, we're in this fight for the long run, right? We're for the long haul. We're not backing down because if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen? And that's what we teach and preach and live and how awesome to have this wonderful couple come who's doing the same thing 3,000 miles away and not only 3,000 miles away, there's over 3,000 healing rooms now all over the world. We've got a general in the house tonight who not only was fighting on the front in one place, but has raised up. I mean, he has raised up. I mean, the, it, men and women to fight on the front all around the world. And now here, we're just going to go ahead and turn it over to you, General Cal Pierce. I don't know if you've ever been called that. Maybe it's Admiral. What, what is the terminology? What's one of the high? Five-star general. Yeah, five-star general. It's all yours, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Wow, wow, wow. Well, I got good news. God's in a good mood tonight. So you might as well just get happy and stay that way. Hallelujah. Well, this is my dear wife, Michelle. She's the co-director of Uterims Ministries, and we've been married 53 years. Wow. That's a miracle, because we're not even that old. <laughs> Hallelujah. God says he'll give us 120 years. Amen. So uh, if he says it, we might as well do it. Amen. I mean, who, who wouldn't want 120 years in good health? You know, see, the world thinks you're going to live in a convalescent hospital. Jesus said you're going to live in a kingdom. Yeah. In that kingdom, you'll move from being sick to walking in divine health. Yeah. Hallelujah. Wow, wow. Yeah, so Edom does three things. It equips the saints for the work of the ministry. You see, I thought my destiny was the pew. But if you sit in the pew long enough, you'll know why it's called a pew. So it equips the saints for the work of the ministry. It brings unity, because all different backgrounds come together, work together from different denominations to destroy the work of the enemy, set the captives free. God wants unity in his bride. He wants the bride of Christ united, not divided denominationally, but united in spirit and in truth. And then, of course, it, it's restorational. Hedrim is restorational. It restores God's people to their destiny. Because God isn't just interested in healing you. He, he doesn't want to heal you because he's looking for something to do. He wants to heal you so you can walk in divine health. Healing is the process to have health in the body of Christ. So uh, that, I think that's important that we understand that. We're in a new season, and we're coming into a new place, and God is pouring out new wine, and he wants to rework the wineskin to receive the revelation that he's pouring out. It's going to move us from a place of being sick, which deals with our problem, to a place of being healed, which deals with the solution. Because God's ultimate goal has never been healing. It's been what healing produces, a body that isn't sick. <clears throat> and I think that's important that we understand that. You weren't designed to be sick. You were designed to be well. If the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus that you heard earlier dwells in you, is that resurrection power enough to destroy the work of the enemy? If you've got the armor of God that extinguishes all the fiery darts of the enemy, then why would we have any fiery darts impacting the body of Christ? Three people agreed with that. See, we've got to start thinking the way God thinks. God doesn't see us sick. He sees us through the blood of Jesus, cleansed from all unrighteousness. And I think we've been having a problem with the word all. See, because in the world, it seems like they're all sick. Why would you want to identify with that? You're in the world, but you're not of it. You're of another realm. You're a kingdom person. And you can live in the kingdom. Because the kingdom is inside of you. It's righteousness, apostolic alignment, aligning you to the head, who is Jesus, so you can have the mind of Christ. It's peace, you have perfect peace as your eyes are stayed upon him. 
That's how you overcome stress. You want to overcome stress, keep your eyes on Jesus because he has no stress. And then it's joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. The old lady come up to me and said, can you pray for me? I've lost my joy. I said, good. She said, what do you mean? I said, well, you didn't need it. He says he gives you his joy that yours will be full. We don't need our joy. We need his joy. Stop trying to drum up your joy because the world will steal it. And get the joy of the Lord because your eyes are stayed upon Jesus. And no weapon formed against you can prosper. Why is it so easy to get sick and so hard to get healed? See, the Holy Spirit's not in you because he was homeless. He's in you for a reason, to empower you, to have authority over all the power of your enemy, that no weapon formed against you can prosper. When God says no weapon formed against you can prosper, I think he means no weapon formed against you can prosper. We've got to stop looking at the world and filtering what the kingdom word says. Okay? You're, not, you're in the world, but you're from another realm. You're a kingdom person. And that kingdom is inside of you. It gives you authority over all the power of the enemy. The enemy will measure you by how you see yourself. So many believers see themselves the way the enemy sees them. And then they have all kinds of trouble in their life because they're facing their enemy, which is what he wants you to do. Because if you face your enemy, he'll bring all kinds of trouble cause you to walk by sight, see what he's doing, and then embrace it. But God says, don't, don't face your enemy, because what you face is what you embrace. Turn your back on your enemy and face your God. Because he says, draw to God, resist the enemy, and he'll flee from you. Why face an enemy who's supposed to be on the run? My attitude is this, if you have a full-time God, you won't need a devil. Anybody in the house need a, a devil? No, he, he's under your feet for a reason. He's defeated. Look down at your feet. How big is he? See, the enemy will measure you by how you see yourself. See yourself the way God sees you. Mighty in him. Cleansed by the blood of Jesus that no weapon formed against you can prosper. So when the enemy brings something to you, don't receive it. Return to sender. Because it ain't yours. He's a liar. There's no truth in him. Amen? So we're in a new season. In September, we move from the Jewish calendar year of 5777, the year of the sword, which is the word of God, into 5778, the year of the open door. There's a door now standing open. And we have access by the Holy Spirit through that door to begin to receive the things of God. That's why he says, keep your eyes on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. Where you set your eyes will determine whether you have victory or failure. You can live and move and have your being in him because you have a full-time God. And if you have a full-time God, it doesn't matter what the enemy does because he can't move you because you're not paying attention to what he's doing. And in this season of the open door, we're going to begin to see a revolution, a revelation released 
into the bride of Christ. That'll move us to a higher place. That'll begin to establish what it says in Isaiah 60, where darkness covers the earth, deep darkness of people. We're in that season. But he says, arise and shine, for your glory has come. And it says, even kings will come to your rising, and the wealth of the world will be shifted to you. So we've got to change the way we think. We can't afford to think the way we've been thinking. You can't understand the things of the spirit with your natural mind. It doesn't have the capacity. On our table, we have a booklet called Receiving the Mind of Christ. And I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the scriptures in here because it's really important. In our Power Quote book, which is also on the table, there's a scripture that's, or, or a, a quote that I put in there because I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, Holy Spirit, why is it that neuroscientists today say mind, man only uses 10% of his brain capacity and God creates 100% capacity and he doesn't do something for nothing. Why is that? And the Holy Spirit gave me a simple answer. He said, the 10% is your tithe. When you sow it into the kingdom of God, it will release the 90%, which is the mind of Christ, it will come back to you, and you can live according to heaven and not be limited by earth. Because you have the mind of Christ. Because with the mind of Christ, it will change the way you think. Ephesians 4.17 says, This I say, therefore, and affirm together with the Lord, that you walk no longer as the Gentiles walk in the fertility of their mind. We're not to walk as the world walks in the fertility of our mind. Because we'll have problems. We won't understand the things of the Spirit, which are spiritually discerned. The carnal mind can't understand the things of the Spirit. And this is where the spirit of religion comes from. When you try to uh, teach spiritual things to a carnal mind, all you get is the spirit of religion that walks by sight and not by revelation. Because the spirit of religion walks by sight. So, we're not to walk as the Gentiles walk. Then it says in 1 Corinthians 2.14, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So there it is. The carnal mind can't understand the things of the Spirit, nor does it have the capacity to do that. So I see Christians all the time trying to understand spiritual things with their carnal mind, and it doesn't work well for them. I've noticed something interesting. When I try to use my mind and his mind, I'm double-minded. <laughs> Unstable in my ways. So he wants to blow our mind so we could have his. 1 Corinthians 2.16, but we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Why, why should you not have the mind of Christ? <clears throat> because he's your head, you're his body. And he wants to teach you how to think supernaturally, to understand what's available in the kingdom of God that you can live in 24-7. That you can live in the kingdom of God, but you can't do that unless you apply the mind of Christ and start thinking supernaturally. Ephesians 4, 23 and 24. But let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, because he's your head. Or, no, that's uh, Philippians 2. 
uh, 5 and 6. Ephesians 4 says that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. See, you have a spirit mind. The 10% is the carnal mind. The 90% is the spirit mind. And that you put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God. So when you walk with the mind of Christ, you'll be like him. Now, religious people aren't going to like that. They're going to say, who do you think you are, God? No, I just look like him. He's my head and I'm his body. His spirit is in me. So who gives a rip what religious people might think? We're not God, but we're his body. He's the head and we're his body on the earth. That you put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, and has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Wow. We're supposed to know the truth. There's a good reason for that, because the truth will not just set you free, the truth will make you free. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. With the mind of Christ, you'll understand when it talks about the knowing of truth in John 8, 32. The knowing of truth doesn't set you free because you can be in prison and be set free and not live in freedom. But when the Spirit of God makes you free and you know the truth and that truth makes you free, no matter where you live, you'll live in freedom. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Wow. We thought this was hard. The Holy Spirit told me, he said, Adam, in the beginning, Adam walked and talked with God, and he had 100% capacity. Because I said, well, what about, the, what about the 10%? He says the 10% is for operation in the seeing realm. The 90% is is operation in the kingdom realm. So you, you use the 10% to see who's sick, you use the 90% to bring healing to the sick and lay hands on them to recover. Because you draw out of the kingdom of God with the 90%, with the mind of Christ. And if you have the mind of Christ, when you think something, it's already fulfilled. Because truth has evidence. So Adam... Walked and talked with God. He had 100% capacity. But when Adam fell, God relegated man to the 10% for operation in the seeing realm. He said, I couldn't give you more than 10% under the curse because look at the mess you've made with the 10%. If I gave you any more, you probably wouldn't be here by now. But then when you're born again, it says you're a new creation. Old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. And to have the capacity of how all things become new is when you begin to put on the new self and apply the mind of Christ to you and begin to think supernaturally and try not to approach truth with your natural or carnal mind because it doesn't have the capacity to understand it because that truth will make you free. So we've got to put on that new self. We've got to apply the mind of Christ so that we can think supernaturally because you're a supernatural being. What is born of the Spirit is spirit. You, you, you have a spirit mind, you have a carnal mind, and you're a spirit body. And all created things are spirit. The natural realm is the spirit realm seen.
Boy, it got really quiet in here. See, I can, th- I can say these things because I'm leaving town. No, that's true. My wife and I are interactive, so don't be surprised if she doesn't come up and correct me. But that's all right. Hallelujah. She'll do it from there, she said. I heard that. <laughs> See, in the beginning, God spoke. God who is spirit spoke, and everything that came into being came from spirit. Is that not true? See, it came from spirit. So God created the world. He didn't create it for the enemy and his crew. He created it for you and I. That's why he said to, Jesus said to pray this way, that kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We don't need heaven on earth. We need his kingdom established here as it is there. And with the mind of Christ, we can begin to operate supernaturally. And we can begin to think and have answers that the dark world doesn't have because the, when we arise and shine and begin to take on the supernatural realm of the Spirit of God, we begin to think supernaturally and we will have answers that governments are lacking and they will come to you. In Spokane, we've got a huge issue with homelessness. And the president of our city council came to me and wanted to know what my homeless initiative was. I made up a homeless initiative for the city to begin to apply because I knew they had to deal with this issue. And he came to find out what that was. And I thought, this is interesting. The government is coming because kingdom people have an answer that they don't have. They have an answer they don't have. So it's important that we understand how to think supernaturally. And when you do that, you'll begin to have a supernatural understanding of what truth is. Truth has evidence. That's why it's called truth. It always has evidence and can be proven. That's why God calls his, the word of God truth. And so often, we don't really know what the word of God is. The word of God is not a book. It's not a scripture. It's not something to be quoted. The Word of God is a person. Because in John 1, it said, in the beginning was the Word of God. And the Word of God was with God. And the Word was God. And then it says, in verse 14, the Word become flesh and dwelt among you. And this is, this is the Word of God who is Jesus in written form. And when Jesus died on the cross, and he rose, and he was seated at the right hand of the Father, then he gave us the Word of God. And when the Word of God comes into you, it transforms you into his image and likeness and causes you to be like him. Because the Word is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. It's alive, not in a book, in a believer. And when you get the Word of God inside of you, it's called truth because it has evidence. God backs up his promise, his Word, with evidence. It cannot fail. It's impossible for it to fail you. And we have to understand, it's impossible for the Word of God to fail you when you hold fast to that which is good. When the Word of God gets inside of you and it transforms you into His image and likeness, and then in Revelation it says when Jesus returns, He's going to be called the Word of God. And it says when He returns, it says we will be like Him. (laughs) 
When you get the word of God inside of you, it transforms you into his image and likeness. And when he returns on that white horse, his eyes are fire and the sword of the spirit coming out of his mouth to smite the nations. And he will be called the word of God. He's going to look for the word of God. And when he does that, he will see you because you'll be like him. Because it transforms you into his image and likeness and gives you supernatural resurrection power to set the world back in divine order. Because you're going to arise and shine because the glory of the Lord is upon you. And in your rising, governments will come to that rising. The darkness will be overcome by the light that you carry. Wow. Wow. See, the word is called truth. Notice what the enemy brings. He brings a lie. Jesus said there's no truth in the enemy. He's the father of lies. What is the enemy after? He constantly tempts you. He's constantly after you because he wants the truth that you have. He's after the word of God that's inside of you because there's no truth in him. He wants truth. And he causes you to walk by sight to see what he's doing and then have a belief system in the lie when you can only have a belief system in truth because it has evidence. You can't have a belief system in a lie until you make it true. When you accept the temptation, you make it true. And when you make it true, it, you embrace the lie or you empower the lie by putting the truth you have into it and then believing the lie. He's the father of lies. There's no truth there. It's empty. See, wh when did that start? Go into the garden. God was walking and talking with Adam every day. Then he told Adam and Eve, do not partake of this tree of good and evil in the garden. But what happened? The enemy came. He brought a lie. And he said, if you eat this apple, you'll be like God. But yet they were already like God because they were creating his image and likeness. That's the number one lie. And so what happened? They bought into that temptation. And then here comes God the next day in the garden. And he's asking some questions. Not because God wanted to know something. He, he asked the questions because Adam needed to know something. And what was the question? Adam, where are you? I'm over here, Lord, behind the bush. Adam, why are you behind the bush? Well, Lord, because I'm naked. And the big question is, Adam, who told you you're naked? Were you naked yesterday? No. Who told you? What caused you to be hidden from me? You bought the lie. Fast forward to today, and God is asking you and I a question. Who told you you're sick? Who told you you're sick? God says, did I tell you that, or did the devil tell you that? Maybe when the devil tells you something, you're not as sick as you think you are. Because you've been redeemed from the curse, why should you accept the curse you've been redeemed from? You're the body of Jesus. You've got resurrection power residing in you. And God sees you perfect, cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. And the enemy has no right over you because you're the righteousness of Christ. Because nothing of the devil can exist in you. I don't care what he's done. 
He doesn't have any authority because you've got truth and don't buy into the lie. Because that truth is inside of you. The life of Jesus is inside of you. You're a new creation. You've got the mind of Christ. And you can think supernaturally. And you can live as a kingdom person. And God doesn't care how old you are. He just cares how bold you are. We're not over the hill. We're taking it. Hello. You got 120 years. Hallelujah. Of divine health because you're his divine body. And nothing of the enemy can prosper against it. When you know that truth, that truth will make you free. I can't wait to come to a meeting like this and there's no sick among them. That's where we're headed and it's coming quick. Hallelujah. He already bore your sickness. He already carried your pain. By his stripes you're already healed. It's too late. You're already healed. It's too late. You're already healed. You might as well get used to it. Start living in it. And start living as the divine nature of God with Him in you. Resurrection power. Because you're a spirit man. A spirit woman. Filled with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Stop buying into the lie. There's no truth in it. Because you've got truth. And the enemy has no authority over the truth you have. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. You've got a future, and the past is over. That's why it's called past. When the enemy reminds you of your past, just remind him of his future. In the <laughs> excuse me, in the Cascade Mountains. Outside of Spokane, there's an elevation in the mountains called the Snake Line. It's an elevation that snakes can't rise above. And I've noticed when you're hiking above the Snake Line, you can't get bit. Too many of God's people are living below the Snake Line. And God says, there's a door now standing open. Come up here. There's a place where you can come through that open door and you can live and move and have your being if you know it. See, what you know will determine where you go in the kingdom of God. And when you know that truth, it will make you free from the enemy. Hallelujah. See, God's moving us. See, the healing movement from the beginning, has focused on the problem, sickness. It hasn't focused on the answer, health. Yeah. And God is moving the healing movement so that we realize healing is the process to establish health in the body of Jesus. That we can really experience what this truth tells us when it makes us free. When it says, no weapon formed against you can prosper, it means no weapon formed against you can prosper. It means when you have the armor of God, it will extinguish some of the fiery darts. Wow, what part of all are we having trouble with? See, we're coming into a new season. A revolution of revelation. 
that's going to come with an acceleration. And it's going to bring transformation. And then it's going to bring demonstration. And then truth will set the captives free. And then they, the enemy won't be able to touch them anymore. Because they know who Jesus is in them. Because of the body of Christ. So we've been moving into this area of having people come into the heat rooms, getting them healed. Because, see, you don't get healed so you can be sick again. And the problem we've had since we began in 1999, July 22nd, when we opened the first heat rooms in Spokane, and it's gone all over the world, we're still having the same issues with sickness that we had back then. And we're trying to get healing into sickly bodies, and it isn't working well. You heard Pastor talk about the issues we have with our health care system. We don't have a health care system. We have a disease management system. And we're simply managing disease. And we're profiting an industry that's profiting off of God's people in an unhealthy body. And I'll tell you, I've come to the place where I am tired and I'm not going to put up with seeing God's people come down with sickness, cancer, and dying. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. I want to see a cancer-free zone in every part of Jesus' body. A cancer-free zone. I've always felt that if we could combine our spiritual immunity with our physical immunity, we would have a strong immune defense against poverty, sickness, and death. Because we have a immune, uh, an, uh, an immune defense against sickness. You know, and we had all kinds of stuff going on. We've had flu and all this kind of stuff. And, and uh, you know, what, eight, nine years ago, I had a heart attack. and I was 242 pounds. I was always six foot two and weighed 160 in high school. Then I got married. <laughs> My wife's a good cook. <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't getting the flu as it was going around. And, I, and I, I talked to the Holy Spirit about that. He says, because you build up an immune defense against it. <clears throat> and... Uh, you, you've, you've allowed my body to be strong because when I had the heart attack, the Holy Spirit began to talk to me. He says, he says, why are you abusing my body? He says, you're not your own. You were bought with a price. He said, I want you to glorify me in your body. He said, the greatest glory because that goes to the Father with what the Son has done is when the body of Christ has no sickness in it. That's the greatest glory because that was the goal of Jesus, because he redeemed us from the curse. And he wants us to walk in the fullness of redemption and have a strong body. Because the system we have today is broken. We have a food system that's filled with sugar, and it's caused the church and the world to be addicted by sugar. One of the most addictive substances on the planet. And it's caused... God's people to eat food that is not food. It's been depleted of nutrition. You know, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. Watch the commercials. 
Who are they advertising the drugs to? The doctors or to you? When did you get your medical degree? That they should advertise these drugs to you. And they not only advertise those drugs to you, but they tell you a few side effects that could kill you. And then the next commercial is the attorneys representing all the people from those side effects that almost killed you. This ain't working too well. You know, it ain't working too well. And we've been afraid to teach about health in the church because we thought somebody would be offended. See, and the reason why we didn't want to do that, because sympathy brings agreement and locks you in. Compassion brings deliverance and takes you out. It's time we delivered the body of Christ from this issue and began to build a healthy body because that's what Jesus purchased on the cross. Healing is his power. Health is our power. We have to make a decision to walk in health. So the Holy Spirit said, stop messing with my body. You've only got one body, you keep messing it up and we'll both be out. He said, I'm tired of driving in a jalopy. He said, I want a Corvette. As a matter of fact, my wife allowed me three weeks ago to get my dream car since high school so I could go room room. a 1957 T-Bird totally restored red on red with wire wheels Mm, yeah (laughs) so anyway so I, I said Lord how can we how can we support the body of Christ to build up an immune defense and you know, because we've got to take responsibility to not only get healed, but to get health into God's people so that we're, we're not going to be sickly. We're trying to get healing into sickly bodies, and it isn't working very well because we get healed and simply get sick again because your lifestyle will either give you life or it will take your life. See, God wants us to have a healthy lifestyle, and we can do that with good support and good understanding and understanding truth of how to steward and be good stewards of the body of Jesus. So we get good nutrition into it. So anyway, we had a lady who moved to Spokane, uh, Coeur d'Alene actually. Her name was Sherry Cobham. She's known as the Juice Lady. She's on the cover of Charisma Magazine. And, and uh, <clears throat> she'd come by and visited and uh, I... Didn't think a lot about it because I wasn't really at that place at the time when she first moved there. And so I told Michelle, I said, you know, uh, I think we need to do something about helping the body of Christ to be supported and building good nutrition into their bodies. And so I said, let's, let's meet with her and her husband in our conference room. And I want to share about how to develop something because every day I, I take a shaker and I put greens, greens in it and put protein powder and I shake it up and I get that nutrition in my body with my supplements and I'm very consistent at that and it's helped support me because I haven't had a full-blown cold or a flu in over eight years and I go back to my cardiologist and he says I can't even tell you'd ever had a heart attack 
you know, because I built my body, and our bodies are made to be, to, re to be restorative. They will repair no matter what issues we have. So anyway, we met with Sherry and her husband, John, in the conference room one particular day in the morning about 10 o'clock and talked about developing a, a green supplement that would uh, help God's people and give them something other than what, what we get from the marketplace out there. And so we prayed about it and talked about it and said, let's meet again. And we threw out some ideas. And she said, well, I'll pray about it. And she said, I'm very excited about this because it's been a dream of mine for a long time. And she said, I knew that we were going to get connected. I said, well, how did you know that? She said, well, Charisma Publishing just did my 31st book. And they took a cover that they designed for me, put it over another book, and sent it to me. And they said, you know, we put this cover over a book just so you can see what it looks like. And she got it, she opened it up. Inside of it was my book, Receive Your Healing, Reclaim Your Health. And she said, I knew that God was going to connect us together for this purpose. And so that's in the morning. So then about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I get a call from Rick Taylor in Santa Maria, California, our national director down there. And he says to me, he says, Cal, do you know a guy by the name of Jordan Rubin? I said, well, yeah, I know who Jordan Rubin is. He's on the New York bestseller list. He developed one of the largest supplement companies in America, Garden of Life, and he created the Maker's Diet. And he published in Charisma quite often. And so I said, why'd you ask? He said, because Jordan Rubin wanted to know if he could get your number and call you. Really? So I gave him the number. An hour later, who calls? Jordan Rubin. And I share with him the meeting and the vision I had to develop a green drink. And he said, you know, I have a non-competitive uh, non agreement because I sold Garden of Life Supplement Company, so I can't compete against them. And he said, Dr. Josh Axe and myself have been working in our experimental greenhouses in Southern California with, with the herbs, seeds, and spices that were in the Garden of Eden that we could determine from the Old Testament that God mandated in Genesis 1.29 that we should eat for food. He said, we, we are working with fermentation of those to, to pull out the greatest nutritional value of the perennial plants that were in the Garden of Eden because in the garden, Adam and Eve just simply picked the fruit. But when Adam fell, God mandated man to go to the field and plow the soil, plant his own seeds on an annual basis and deal with the weeds and deal with the insects and all the issues you have with, uh, with uh, annual plants. And he said, he said, you know, he said, we're at a place now where, he said, it's interesting that you call because, he said, I would like to develop for you a green powder for this purpose. So we developed a company called Garden's Best about one year ago, Garden of Eden Superfoods, superfood from the garden, and it's all perennial plants. And it comes in a powder, 30-day 30, 30 supplement in a plastic container, and then capsules as well. Michelle and I have the capsules when we travel. So we just felt like, you know, if God tells us in Genesis 1.29 what should we should eat for food, and we do that, it'll have a good benefit to our body. Because we've got to get that nutrition into the body of Christ. And the difference between the perennial plants and the annual plants is the value, nutritional value of those perennial plants that God said we should eat for food. So on our table we have these brochures, we have, a, we have some capsules, we didn't bring any powder with us. And we also have a Garden's Best order form. If you want to order here at the conference here, you can order 25% off. And, and, and instead of going out and buying that, 
in the world's marketplace. You can buy it in the kingdom marketplace because all the income for that goes into Hedermann Ministries and, and benefits the kingdom of God, but also gets kingdom product or kingdom food into your body to help develop that immune defense. I think it's important that we develop an immune defense in the body of Jesus. That we, not just, we don't just receive healing, that we walk in health. And, and we support the bride of Christ because the enemy is, is ransacking the nation. You know, on the front page of the World News, U.S. News Today, there was an article that said, 57% of the children today, when they reach 35 years old, will, be, will have obesity. 57%. They don't know what to do about this issue because of the way the system is set up with the food system that's broken, the advertising, the drug. The, and, the, and, and so we need to realize that we can develop a strong body. We cannot just get the word of truth in us, that Jesus bore our sickness and carried our pain by his stripes, we are healed. But, but the fact that we're healed is a positional place. You're not saying, I'm sick. You need to say, I am healed. And then start walking in that. Because here again, receiving healing deals with the issue. Walking in health deals with who you are. You're the bride of Jesus, and he wants his bride to be well, to be strong. And that's extremely important that we get that in to the body of Christ, that we make ourselves strong, that we walk in health. And it, you know, I mean, I'm 73 years old, you know, and I don't want to run the race on crutches. I want to run it in strength, but I have to be a good steward of the body that Jesus gives me and to receive healing. Okay, that's extremely important. What time is it anyway? Oh, we're doing good. So we might as well all just get healed tonight and walk in health. Okay, so early, you know, so many different things have come, this, all this revelation about the mind of Christ, the truth that makes us free, and how to, how to develop a strong immune defense is all beginning to be unfolded this year. Actually, we've had, in 2017, more divine appointments and more revelation than the entire 17 years before. You know, all coming in one season as God is pouring out new wine in this season. And even on how how to minister, because, you know, the Holy Spirit, he started showing me about, of course, John eight thirty two, the knowing of truth and how important that is. Because it, the truth is you're healed. And if you know that truth, it'll be greater than the lie that you're sick. Because the lie doesn't have evidence other, unless you believe in what the world's system. But when you believe in the kingdom system, the knowing of that truth will make you free. So the Holy Spirit began to talk to me, and he said, I started ministering the first part of the year, and he said, I want you to stop agreeing with the enemy. I want you to stop agreeing with the sick. And I said, well, what do you mean? I don't agree with the sick. 
He said, yes, you do. He said, after you give your message and you start ministry, don't you say if you're sick, stand up? He said, that's agreement. He said, I don't, I don't want you to agree that they're sick. I want you to give them the truth so they'll know that truth and that truth will make them free. And then all they have to do is step into that truth. So we were at a conference and there were, I don't know, three or 400 people there. And so I said, okay, I'm, I'm not going to lay hands on anybody. I'm just going to give you truth. And I want you to know that truth. And if you know that truth, that truth will make you free. And the truth is, you're healed. The lie is, you're sick. And if you know that truth, all you have to do is stand up, and then you, all you'll do is come up and share the testimony of how it feels to be healed. You know, so I gave that word, and everybody just kind of sat there looking at me like, this isn't how the healing movement's supposed to do. This isn't how it works. You know, I'm waiting to have you bring me up because I'm sick. And the Holy Spirit said, tell him again. The truth is, you're healed if you know that truth. All you have to do is stand up, and you'll come and share your testimony of how it feels to be healed. Because he said, I want you to stop talking about what the devil's done to make you sick. I want you to start talking about what Jesus has done to make you well. Yeah. See, because, you know, I've, my dad and my brothers all had bad knees. So that's been a real issue, you know. I still got the bow-legged, but uh, getting over the knee problem. <laughs> I, I told my staff I'm getting so bow-legged you could throw a basketball between my legs. So anyway, the Holy Spirit said, I want you to stop standing over here. He says, because you're trying to have a belief system in unbelief. And you're over here, and, and, and you're over here wanting to get healed, and you're experiencing pain in your knees. And the thing that you know is you're not healed. That's unbelief. He says, how is it so easy to stand over here in what the enemy has done, and not stand over here in what Jesus has done and start talking about what he's done to make me free. Because the knowing the truth will make you free. So I repeated that. And a lady in the back, she had a brace, clear up under her arms, clear down over her, her hips, all this Velcro. She had a degenerative spine disease, so severe that she couldn't stand up straight without that on. And she, and she said, I've just been in such pain. I'm tired of standing and talking about what the devil's done. She said, I'm going to step into what Jesus has done. And she just stood up, and her back went pop, 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 pop. The lady sitting next to her said, I never heard such popping in my whole life. And she stood up, and her back just aligned. And all the pain was gone, and she came up and shared what it's like to not have any pain in her body because Jesus gave her that truth, and that truth made her free. And she shared that, and then she looked at me and said, well, should I take this brace off? I said, well, if you want to. She took it off and walked out perfect. And then 
Yeah. And then no one had a problem standing up after that. Hallelujah. So the truth is, tonight, you're healed. And if you know that truth, and you step into it, that truth will make you free. Because the lie is, you're sick. Who told you you're sick? See? So tonight, if you have any pain or any issues in your body, and you know the truth, because you've heard the truth, the truth has evidence, waiting to be fulfilled when you step into it. So tonight, if you want to step into it, all you got to do is stand up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because the truth is, you're pain-free. Because Jesus carried your pain, and he bore your sickness for one reason. So you don't have to bear it any longer. That's the truth. The lie of the devil is you're sick. It's, it was his will to make you sick, to steal truth from you. And now you have truth, and that truth has made you free. So there's some people here that need to kind of figure out, wow, wow, that truth has made me free. To move around, because whatever that was is gone now. All you got to do is raise up your hand. Wow, yeah, there you go. Okay. So, who wants to come up here and share? Share the truth. Come up here and share the truth. Yeah, because your pain is gone. Your issue is no longer there. Hallelujah. Who wants to be the first one? <laughs> All right, tell us what happened. I had pain in my knees. But by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed, and I'm fine. So, <laughs> see, by his stripes, see, he took the stripes so she wouldn't have to. See, the devil wants you to believe you have to take the stripes. Jesus wants you to know he did it so you don't have to. And all she did was step into that truth, and it was gone. Wow. You know, I, th I think this was called healing made easy. <laughs> why, why do we make it so hard? See, having the truth, being healed, is easier than getting sick. And we're coming to that revelation. So who's next? Hallelujah. See, sometimes you've got to get out of a boat to walk on water. So some folks are kind of having to get out of the boat. They're like, well, what if? Well, what if nothing happens? Well, what if something does? Step into the what if something does because it's truth. And that truth will make you free. All you got to do is come up here, share. Come on. Who's next? Yeah, come on. Yeah, that's good. Let's see. 
All right, tell us what happened. I had pain in the left side of my back and it's gone. All right. All right, come on up. Yeah. See, this is, this is walking into redemption. See, healing is simply redemption taking place in the body of Jesus because you've been redeemed already. You've already been redeemed. It's taken possession of what you, what's been already done for you. That's why it's so easy to have it manifest so you can be pain-free because Jesus carried your pain for you. On the way here, I had pain in my chest and I had neuropathy of the feet, but I have stepped into the truth of God and he has set me free. And on the cross... He died for my salvation and my healing. Praise God. See, See, he just wants us to know, why are we paying for what he already purchased? See, it's a free gift. But you have to step into it. You have to make the move. Okay, who's next? All right, hallelujah. And some of you, you know, it's not going to happen until you get clear up here. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's walking in faith. Yes, yes, sir. A few years ago, my chiropractor said I had osteoarthritis in my left hip. And I went to the VA, got an x-ray, and it came back. Well, I'm not claiming that. The Bible says he sent his word and healed us and delivered us from all destruction. So tonight, I'm claiming complete healing. This left side, I have no pain, no discomfort, no difficulty. All right. And we've got to stop looking for it. <laughs> okay? Stop looking for it. If you're healed, you're healed. Everything else is a lying vanity. See? Because it comes from the liar. Don't, don't accept the lie again. If a symptom comes back, just say in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus has cleansed me from this unrighteousness. I am who I am because the great I am says I am, and I am healed. For 10 years, I've been dealing with degenerative disc disease, and I go to a chiropractor twice a week. But I also was told three years ago I need a knee replacement. Tonight, I'm walking into my total healing. I've been redeemed from the curse. Amen. See, she, re- she received a kingdom knee replacement. See, God has more spare parts than we have original. And they work better because they're, they're not used. <laughs> okay. Tell us what happened. See, this is the testimony of Jesus. That's what we're doing. Because it's, it's simply the love of the Father for sons and daughters. He so loved us that he heals us. You know, he, God creates you and I as fathers and mothers. And how do we treat our children? Do we want them to be sick? We do everything we can for them to be well. What, what drives that? Our love for our kids. What you're hearing, this testimony, is the love of the Father for sons and daughters. That's all it is. He so loved you, he sent Jesus to carry your pain on the cross so you wouldn't have to. Yeah, I've been having back pain. I have several times of year, but this terrible back pain. And I've been prayed with, Radhika played with me last night, 
And today I was just waiting, and we did, decorated the tree, the, the church last night, and I was waiting for the pain to just stop. And I had it all day today, and I laid down on the heating pad again, and I came in here, and I had pain, and you started to talk, and I knew it was gone. And I'm standing there doing this and doing this. Praise God, it is gone. Hallelujah. And, and he's no respecter of persons. What he does in one, he will do in another. That's why the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It tells everyone what Jesus does. Okay, come on up here, honey. Well, uh, since I injured my arm uh, completely, I couldn't even stand up. I couldn't even move. I couldn't even sleep peacefully. And I was trying to show nothing wrong. Then one day, the Spirit has been speaking to me, move and worship me with the flag. I used it a long time ago, but I have been denying I think it's wrong. I'm hurting. I cannot do anything. Then one day, I had to do. Otherwise, I'm going to be so terrible. Anyway, once I get out, then... I'm free, kind of. And so I learned how to get free is worship with the flag. That's why I'm, I have been enjoying, but I noticed I was not 100% free because my arm couldn't move my back. <laughs> By the way, he is describing, I am the one who have to step in like I did for the flag. So I am proclaiming right now complete healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's easy. See, it's not hard for God. No, it's only been hard for us. Okay. Tell us what happened. Well, nothing's actually having pain, but um, I'm treated for diabetes, hypothyroidism, GERD, high cholesterol, and high blood pressure. And I, the truth is, I no longer have any of those things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, and, and just start stewarding the body. We've got to be careful. We've got to be good stewards of the body of Jesus because the body of Jesus is so precious. You know, you're the son and the daughter of a king, and he loves you dearly, and his love wants you well. And, and to stay that way, right? Okay. Anybody else? Who's next? Come on up, hon. Um, since I've actually I've been having an issue with a tooth um, for a while, and since I've been sitting in service, um, the pain was past a 10, all the way up through my ear, and... Um, I had even taken medication earlier in the service, and after I took the medicine, the pain got stronger. And what the Lord said to me was that the pain was only, the pills were only pacifying it because I've been taking the ibuprofen for a while. Um, but there's no um, issue that's small or large. And so I've been looking at my tooth as a small thing, like people have bigger problems and bigger things that they need healing for. And what he let me know while I was sitting here is you can take the ibuprofen, 
why not receive and step into your healing? Whether you think it's small, it's not a small thing. And since I, as soon as I stood up, the pain was gone. So thank God for that. See, see when, you're, when your children come to you and they say, Mom, Dad, I have this pain. It's just a small pain. Do you say, well, that's just small. Don't worry about that one. No, you, you help them. Uh, and your father's that way with you. There's, there's nothing too small for him. There's nothing too great for him either. He's the God of all, you know, and he's just getting his bride in good order. Okay, okay, honey. I love this. This is so good. Uh, as an apostolic father, you know, it really blesses me to see the, our, our, the kids get well. You know, Michelle and I are called mom and dad because you know, it's interesting that God would birth a global ministry and create an apostolic father out of a city called Spokane, known as the city of the father's heart. See, that's where Father's Day started, was in Spokane. So that's a good place to father a work all over the world. Amen? Okay. I was in a um, bad accident last year uh, where I lost my parents and, and around this time last year, and God miraculously saved me from the accident. Um, ripped me out of the car, but I've had back problems ever since then, and um, kind of comes and goes, and a couple weeks ago at the physical therapist, they said that that would probably be recurring through my life, that my back, I would just get the back pain and across my shoulders, and tonight I was sitting here and had to roll up my jacket behind my back, because I was just in so much pain, and um, as soon as I stood up, as soon as I stood up, the pain left, and I'm well, you know, we try to turn in and I sit, sit back down to see if when I sit, if it hurts again. And it just didn't. I'm like, why are you questioning? Why are you questioning? Just keep believing. And like you said, every time the dart comes, the symptom tries to come back, just declare the truth. So I say that I am healed and I will not have recurring problems anymore. No. Notice something interesting. When people come up and talk about what they had, it was always a problem or an issue or a pain. It was nothing good. It's called disease. And if you look up the word dis in your dictionary, there's a reason why, see, the things of God are easy. But when the enemy comes against those things, we, we add a dis to it. And it's called disease. It takes away the ease of God. And if you look in Webster's Dictionary, the word dis means ruler of the underworld. See, that's why we have discourse. That's why you have disunity. That's why you have dysfunction. It's the work of the enemy against the bride of Christ to dis God's people to steal truth from them. Now you're knowing the truth, and that truth is making you free. I just want to testify, Pastor Danette has even prayed for me uh, one of the times I've, I've come up here. So I'm just stepping into the truth of it, that are overcome by the blood of Jesus. And so I'm stepping out of them line vanities and stepping into the redemptive work of Christ. <laughs> Amen. See, you're all coming to the realization that you can see yourself the way God sees you. When you see what God sees, you can have what he has. 
That's really true. Okay, come on. Um, I've been having some issues uh, in my body, high blood pressure, um, headaches, uh, just not feeling well. And um, I've for a long time been into health and wellness, health and fitness, and my life kind of got a little more challenging and stressful, and I hadn't been on my healthy regimen, so to speak. But I do realize that God is my healer, and I'm stepping into my healing. I will be obedient to do what he leads me to do in the natural. Also, I'm trusting him for the manifestation of a creative miracle in my mouth. Um, I know he has body parts, and I had some abuse uh, early on in my life in a dental chair that really messed it up. But God is my healer, and I'm stepping into the manifestation of my creative miracle and my healing. Amen. Yes. Well, there's that word stress. You've got to become not stressful, but hopeful. You're full of hope. There'll be no stress. Okay, come on up. Yeah, you, you, you come first, and then she can come. I have been coming from New York to get here today. And as I was on the bus, I had pain in my back, on the side. And I said, God, this pain here, I'm trying to get to this healing service for him in pain. While well, I was in the service, and you asked me to stand up, I believe, and walk into that healing. My back, I'm bending, everything feels fine. So I just thank the Lord for that. I got that. Also, I'm here for my sister who became ill last year to believe I'm standing on God's word that she will arise and that she will be healed. So I thank God for that. Yes, you can do it. Hallelujah. All right. Come on up. Yeah, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So th these people are filled with the Spirit of God. So they're just, he's bringing freedom into their lives. I am claiming, receiving, and accepting, and want all that God has for me to heal every organ, vein, vessel, organ, my whole body, bones. Just, God, just have your way. And I just claim him, and I just thank him, and I praise his name. Hallelujah. I want you to, I want you to say what you have. Say, I am healed. I am healed. In Jesus' name, I am healed. Yes, you are. You are healed. Amen. That's the truth. Amen. There's no pain in your body, is there? Well, that means you're okay. <laughs> you're pain-free. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, who's next? Come on up. Praise the Lord, everyone. Um, 2011, um, I had somebody massage my back at a church I used to attend and um, said that I had scoliosis, and I didn't know what scoliosis was. Um, you know, something has shifted today. I actually literally had cramps. I have, like, my hip is kind of off, and I'm no longer going to say my hip is off. <laughs> I'm going to say that I am well. I am straight. I'm standing straight. As I was standing there, to be honest, when people say, Christians say, um, well, I don't have a, oh, I'm healed. Uh, well, yeah, they have a headache, but they say that, you know, I don't have a headache, and they're speaking faith. I didn't understand what that meant. I thought that they were just being, like, super spiritual, I guess. <laughs> and now I believe I'm, I no longer think that anymore. Thank God. I am healed today. Amen. Hallelujah. 
See, uh, the word produces faith. And the re reason why it produces faith is because your faith is the vehicle to bring the unseen healing into your body. That's why you confess those things that are not, so they can be. Okay, so faith, without faith you can't please God because you're not fulfilling his will. And his will says, the truth is you're healed. So walking by faith, you're stepping into faith. And, and your faith is the vehicle to bring a manifestation of that truth into your, into your life to make you pain-free. Amen? Because that's how Jesus created you. Okay? Yes. Tell us what it's like to be pain-free. When I walked in this, this evening, I couldn't stand my whole right side. It felt like it was a lot of pressure inside my, my shoulder, and I couldn't lift my shoulder. And as soon as I stood up, the pain was gone. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, wow, this is good. Okay, sir, come on up. Oh, here. I heard what you said. I'm walking in the spirit. We should live every second of our lives like we're in the presence of God. Because truly we are. There's no man can hide nowhere. Your God ain't. So we live our life in holiness like we're in the presence of God. He will... Open the windows of heaven. It'll be an open heaven. We'll see revelation we never seen. Through the holiness of God. They said it happens. It's never been seen. But that was for the world, brother. It's when the spirit of Christ is in us, and the mind of Christ is in us, all things are revealed. We just have to look for them. And we have to walk in the spirit continually. Not just when we're sitting down to study. Lord, give me a word. Lord, give me a word. Or we out testifying. Lord, help me say the right thing. Yeah. It has to be continuous. We have to walk in that spirit. That spirit is in us. And if, if we get outside of that spirit and start trampling on it, that, that spirit's going to diminish. And if we do it long enough, it'll leave. So we got to walk in the spirit like every breath. Is unto the Lord, because he's everywhere. There's nothing hidden. And when we get to that place, heaven will be open. And the half that hasn't been told will be told by his people, especially in this house. <laughs> Good. He's got it. Hallelujah. This is not a part-time place. It's a full-time place. Hallelujah. If you have a full-time God, you won't need a devil. Remember that? You know, you live and move and have your being in him. And, uh, and become the word of God. Become the word of God. Okay, that's what you're doing. When you know the truth, the truth makes you free. And you, and you live in that freedom. You become the word of God. Because that's what the word of God says. Yes, sir. Let me get this lady first. You stay right there. Yeah, stay right there. Okay. Tell us what happened. All right. I really don't know where to start, but um, I've prayed for a lot of people that had floaters in their eyes, and I didn't really know what floaters were because I work for CBN, and I'm on a, on a prayer ministry, 
And so what happened was that was, that was fun. And then what happened about three months ago, I started getting these floaters and, and it was like so bad, like what is this? I mean, I heard them describe it, but I didn't know what they were. But it didn't bother me until I became um, volunteer as a discipleship coach and that day that I got approved for it, I have to be online a lot. And I'm also on the, the team the prayer ministry team, um, the healing room, but I decided I was going to do the online also. So that particular, that particular day, that was my first time online doing the, on the healing room, and it was so bad, I could hardly see in front of me, but I didn't receive that lie, and I said to myself, I'm going to do this regardless. The enemy wanted me to call um, Washington and tell y'all that I couldn't do it online, but I refused it. And to this day, I haven't seen a floater in my eye. All right. Come on up. I'll hold the mic for you. Cancer tried to take a foothold in this body twice. The first time I was told, I was angry. I've never been afraid of it. I was angry. I've always believed, always believed that there is a power that created us, that holds us together, and heals us. And through the teaching that I've heard in this house, if I didn't already have that, that faith, just the teaching that I've heard in this house would have been enough. I don't know if I'm holding on to something that's keeping this going. But I can tell you that this evening before, before we started, I was in pain off the scale. Lord took me to Zion. And I, and I don't understand all the aspects of that. But the second time he took me back, it was again suggested that I have a debilitating surgery. And I refuse. I won't do it. And as a good friend of mine has told me that I have to tell the Lord, and I, I have, he want me to take me home because I'm not going to be cut up. So in the discussion with the oncologist, I was given the option again of surgery um, and of a... Uh, a cocktail of chemo that I know can kill. And I, I started not hearing until she said immunotherapy. And the Lord spoke to me and said that, and reminded me that I've always had a strong immune system, that I very seldom have gotten sick in my life. So I chose to go with the immunotherapy. But I never saw that as, as, as a means to end it. I'm understanding that it was something that was supposed to get me through until my faith was built at the point that I would let go and let Jesus have it. Because I am, I am pain-free now. Good, good, good. Amen. Let's all stretch your hands this way. Father, we thank you that, uh, Father, with you all things are possible. And Father, we just call forth the completeness because we're complete in you, Jesus. That abs there'll be absolutely no pain, no 
distress in his body, every cell in his body will be impacted by resurrection power and it will be redeemed from the curse. And Father, that everything that he sets his heart to, he can have, Lord. That it's your love that heals. And we thank you, Father, that he is totally healed. That the enemy has no authority any longer. That all things are possible because our God is the God of all things. And we thank you for that, Father. That's the truth. And Father, he will live in truth. And truth will make him free continually in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give me a hug. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Awesome. Come on up, honey. Okay. Um, I was just sitting back there listening to you and everything that you were saying. And I just began to meditate on it over and over and over again. And I saw a door open, and I stepped in that door. Well, first, I was having, like, tr trouble breathing. I kept coughing, just coughing, like coughing on everybody. <laughs> and I wasn't going to come tonight, but my friend said, you need to come tonight. So I came. As I was meditating, I felt everything just start to open up. And I heard the Lord say to me, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, and they are good. And I just started meditating on it, and I started breathing, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm testifying. God is good. Thank you. Wow. That's good. Coming through the door. See, we're coming through the doorway. Oh, yeah, because there's good things there. Who's next? You're pointing to her. Oh, oh. You had to be pointed out. Is that it? Aha, uh -huh. sometimes that'll work. Okay, now, now that you've been appointed, how are you doing? I know that I'm healed because the word says I'm healed. And the enemy has been trying to tell me that I'm not healed. But I know I'm healed by, the, by his stripes. It's already did. I just got to walk into it. Like you said, I got to walk into that door and take care of this house. And take care of that house. <laughs> Give me a hug, honey. It's a good house. It's a good house. Wow. This is called house cleaning. <laughs> Kingdom house cleaning. Come on up, honey. My healing, my, excuse me, bless you all. Um, my healings has had to come from the matters of the heart and my mind. Um, abandonment, neglect, the spirit of rejection comes a lot. Um, and for years, I had to press in to find out who I really was in the eyes of God and how much he loved me because of everything, the brokenness to blessing. And I believe that I strive for many years to try to find out who I really was. And the devil lied to me when I was nine and said you're stupid and will never amount to anything and now I know my gifts because I've pressed into God and I'm going to receive the prosperity that Jesus paid for in my life I will stand on his gifts and take territory back and go boots on the ground every day to win a soul for the Lord because I know those broken hearts and those minds are suffering out there. 
So I'm just receiving everything that God, Jesus, had paid for for my life tonight. Yeah, God, God is moving her from an orphan spirit to the spirit of adoption. And he wants, he wants her to know that uh, even though she's been rejected and uh, she's had some real heavy issues with her father, and uh, she's never thought she was worthy of the father's blessing. But tonight, Father, I just give her a blessing. She's no longer an orphan, but she's the daughter of a king, worthy of the king's blessing. And Father, she can come and sit in your lap anytime she wants to, and you'll put your arms around her and say, this is my princess. This is my princess. And she's the prince, princess of a king. And therefore, she has an inheritance from the king. So Father, I just give her that blessing tonight, that she would know the love you have for her, and no longer will she be rejected, because that will no longer happen in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well... Here's a princess right here. Amen. All right, who's come on up? Um, for about a month, I've been in severe pain all over my body, and uh, went to the doctor. He couldn't find anything in the blood work that was wrong. And it was so painful that when I would dress and undress, the tears would just pour down my face. And so every day I would tell the Lord why I needed my arms, my hands, and my shoulders. And I, I just really, every day, you know, I said, Lord, I really need them. I need to be healed. I need to be healed. Well, last Friday, he spoke three words. He said, I've heard you. And so... Since last Friday, the pain has been constantly leaving my body, and I'm just barely sore now, but I have freedom in all of my limbs. No more soreness. Amen. She wasn't designed to be sore. She, now she's going to just get sore at the enemy. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, uh, you know living, uh, living a life... You know, I'm, when I came into the heater rooms as, as the director, I was 54, the same age that John G. Lake was when he started heater rooms. It's kind of interesting. But I lived, I lived my life, and I lived the way I wanted to live. I ate what I wanted to eat. I ate the world's way of that. And, you know, it takes a toll on the body. And a lot of these testimonies are coming from what happens when you have a lifetime of having that toll where your body's having to constantly recover from spike sugar and things like this and your body isn't made to have to constantly be in recovery all the time and and that will cause pain in the body it'll break it down and uh, that's why health is so important to the body of Jesus and God wants us to just receive our healing begin to be good stewards of his body and and your body will tell you something it'll say thank you It'll really say thank you. One more? Okay, come on up, honey. She was hesitant, but she knew she had to come. Bless you. Thank you. Um, I went to the doctor. He says I have four conditions that are not curable. And so I believe Jesus, by his stripes, I'm healed. Uh, 
God doesn't have any condition that is not curable. Yeah, so he, he just wants you to know that his truth trumps the doctor, you know, and uh, tell the doctor you love him, <laughs> you know, and they're still trying to get you well also. So, I mean, do not, know, you know, you need to go to the doctor because they have the same interests, but work with Dr. Jesus, and then what he does will be a testimony to your doctor of who your God is. Amen. Bless you. Thank you so much. Ah, yes, sir. Come on up here. I really just want to, uh, sorry, um, just confess that, you know, this body belongs to God, and it's not, you know, the enemy, you know, the enemy can't just do whatever he wants with me, so I just want to, I was born with what's called uh, muscular dystrophy, um, so I'm just declaring that, you know, I always have strength, always walk. And that, um, you know, the devil, he's tried multiple times, and he can't take me out. So. Amen. All right. Well, let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we, we just break the curse of muscular dystrophy. Father, we, we, we command the muscles to be activated, energized by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I break that curse that he was born with it, therefore he has to live with it. That's a lie from the pit of hell because he is healed, Father, by your stripes, and the blood of Jesus cleanses him from unrighteousness. And Father, I, I decree life into every muscle in his body. And it'll begin to be stronger. We reverse the curse, and every day he will become stronger and stronger in the things of God, as the truth makes him free. So Father, I, I break that mindset. Father, let the mind of Christ come into him and not his natural mind believing that he has to live with this, that he's going to die with it. Father, that, that's a lie. We don't receive that. And we, we just release the ease, the ease of heaven, and we break the dis. We break the dis off of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. All right. I think I'm all done. Oh, one more. Two more. Wow, we're going to get everybody. That's that's. We, we did say that, didn't we? Okay, so what happened? Okay, y'all be patient with me. I had to press my way to get here because I'm a small group leader, but God told me he was going to meet me here. So um, I've been cured of two brain tumors while I lost sight in my right eye, and I can totally see. But in 2014, I was diagnosed with lupus, which is an autoimmune disease, which attack, your body attacks itself. But today... I stand free, healed, and whole because God told me he was going to speak to the dry bones and that he will cover and restore them right now. Amen. Amen. Well, let your body be filled with the blood of Jesus and let it feed on that. <laughs> okay. Amen. Okay. Tell us what happened. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, Mine is not about a pain, but uh, I'm here to step in my healing Amen. and receive my healing. Because I, I've been diagnosed with um, type 1 diabetes, and I'm carrying this for 11 years now. So I believe that my blood is completely restored, and I have a new pancreas. All the organs have been restored in Jesus' mighty name. That's why I'm here. Thank you. Hallelujah. 
See, part of what we're doing in that Isaiah 60 season is in, a, in their rising and shining, we're going to show the medical industry what the kingdom medical system is all about. And, and those things that uh, they haven't had an answer for, they will receive an answer, and that answer is going to be Jesus. And it's going to be, because they're going to wonder, well, how come you're not getting sick? How is it that you got healed of something that was impossible, that we had no answer for? And you'll, have, you'll carry the answer. You'll be the answer. Amen? All right, my friend. I think I'm all done. Bless you all. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Cal. Thank the Lord, amen, for all that he has done, all he continues to do, and all that we're going to walk in as we walk in his perfect will. Uh, Pastor Danette, do you want to kind of just take a moment and invite everybody back tomorrow night and kind of tell them what they can expect? I just want to say that I love that. Who told you you were sick? I'm going to preach that if you don't mind. Who told you you were sick? It wasn't God. It was straight from the pit of hell, but we already know the truth. You know, thank you so much for including us tonight, and thank you for allowing us to have our service tomorrow night. We'll be here 6.30. Come and press in and uh, just believe God. And now you are the carriers of the miracle working power. Find somebody that's sick, lay hands on them, and believe God, and you don't even have to lay hands on them. Just tell them the truth and let them step into the truth. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Praise God.